Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. Tori DeVita, welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. What would you like a reading about? Gosh, I just would love a reading about life. You know, I feel so connected to my family lineage and wanting to pass that on and have kids myself and career has been such a priority. So I just want an overall life reading about the direction and Mm -hmm. around in family and kids and stuff like that. Okay, great. So you were born June 8th, 1984 at 11.53 p.m. in Huntington, New York. So. When you talk about family, do you mean like your family of origin, your partner, kids, puppy dogs, that kind of thing, or all of it? Kind of all of it, but I I feel very drawn to having, and I haven't yet. And so, and I also feel very drawn to adopting and I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm confused about whether I should wait for a partner or whether I should just adopt on my own. If that, you know, that I'm at that space in my life where it's very important to figure these things out too. And I just don't know which direction to go. I feel like I'm normally very clear and I'm not very clear. Yeah. And do you feel like you're not really clear about this issue ever or just right now? Just right now. I think it's more like, do I adopt? Do I trust the path and wait? You know, those, I'm just not very clear about that. I have, I have so much to say, which is the lucky (laughs) part of the situation. Now. Okay. Are you dating currently? I'm dating, but I am single. Okay. Right. You're not like with someone. No. You date cis guys? Yes. I mean, typically I I'm open to, I'm open to male, female. I'm open to anyone coming in love in my life, whatever that looks like. I don't have a specific gender that I specifically, I do tend to date men, but however it wants to come in, it can come in. But yes, I do typically tend to date. Okay. That was a very honest answer because you have this Uranus Venus opposition in your birth chart. It'll give you a little, a little queer edge. You know what I mean? It's really (laughs) about the person and the connection. But the other thing that it gives you is romantic restlessness. I was setting your chart. I was like, okay, you have two stelliums in two different parts of your chart. You've got a Gemini stellium and then you've got an eighth house stellium. So on the one hand, just very generally speaking, you are like, interested, curious, dynamic, like what's happening over here? What's happening over there? Easily bored. Oh, boredom is terrible for you. (laughs) And then on the other hand, you are deep. You want things to not just be deep, but to have a, a, a potential for permanence to them. You like repetition. You need consistency. These two things sound kind of challenging. Not that they actually are like, they're not going to stop you from getting partnered and having kids, but it makes sense why at the end of your 30s, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that in my career too, right? Like I'm someone who craves home. I love having a routine. I love knowing I can go to tennis on this day, tap on this day. I could take this class on that day. But then 
I've chose a job that makes me travel and I need to get out and travel and I love traveling. But when I'm traveling, I miss home. When I'm home, I miss traveling. Yep. So I feel like it's like that all over my life. <laughs> I agree, honestly. So your Uranus, you have, okay. So in your chart, you have two conjunctions that are actually like one degree off of being technically being conjunctions. And I'm a stickler for the math of astrology. But in your chart, I was like, I am really driven to say you have a Uranus conjunction to the midheaven, even though it's eight degrees apart, and a moon Pluto conjunction, even though it's also eight degrees apart. I'm going to explain what this means in a moment. But sticking with what you just said, Uranus conjunction to the midheaven, what it does is it gives you a career that's constantly changing. Mm. And that is actually what you like best. I think the thing that's hard is if you have a career that's constantly changing, but you don't have a home base that feels really dynamic and safe and clear to you, that's the problem. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you like missing people and I think you like missing work and you like missing home. That on its own isn't the problem, but you have this North Node conjunction to the IC. So when you were growing up, and this could have been your whole childhood, but is more likely to have been between the age of birth and seven years old. Did you not have a stable home base? Was there a lot of changes or instability there? It was a lot of moving around. My dad's a drummer. He drummed with Billy Joel for 30 years. So we were always going on tour with him and traveling and moving around a lot. Not moving as in like moving our home. We lived in New York till I was 11, but traveling. But moving around a lot, right? Like yeah. your home base was theoretical, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So that's your Chiron North Node conjunct your IC. What it means is that you didn't have early developmental experiences that were like, this is a healthy, well-adjusted experience of what home base means. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm guessing that means yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's this part of you that from a spiritual perspective is it's like remembering what worked for you in the past. It's not meant to work for you in the present or the future, but there's this part of you that is instinctually said, okay, so if home base is like completely an unpredictable environment, then what I'll do is I'll just have a career that constantly pulls me around. And that makes perfect sense, except that North Node conjunct the IC does mean you want kind of a picket fence, not, not to the exclusion of your career, but right. you really want a home base. I do. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's got to be super pretty because you have a Venus Sun conjunction in the fourth house. So like you have nice. That's yeah. the beauty of home. That's yes. so funny. I'm always like, oh, I don't know. I want to change it. Like I'm obsessed with like yes. my home, not being beautiful in like a materialistic, like expensive way, but I it needed to be like cozy and lovely and like the way I want it. And it has I get to be a very sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. 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 That Venus Sun conjunction makes you obsessed with creating aesthetic sanctuary. And it's like, my guess is your home has cozy spots. Like very. I can snuggle here. I can yeah. chill out there. <laughs> but then on top of it, because you have this eighth house stellium, the kitchen and the bathroom are the two rooms that you're very intense about. And whoever you partner with, they're going to have to bend to your rules in the bathroom and the kitchen. Well, maybe we'll just have to get separate bathrooms then. <laughs> Honestly, that was what I was going to say. It was like, don't even fuck around with it. Exactly. So I want to just kind of say that when I was prepping your chart, I was like, okay, so there's a couple things to talk about. The first one is there's something in astrology called the nodes or the nodal axis. Have you heard of this? Well, North Node I've heard of. But that's yes. It. So the North Node is where our soul is meant to be going in this lifetime. But wherever we have the North Node, the exact opposite spot, there's the South Node. And the South Node is where we've been in most previous lifetimes, what we have a memory of having worked, but what we're not meant to do in this lifetime. Mm. 
For you, it's conjunct the midheaven, which is the career, which doesn't mean you're not supposed to have a dynamic big career, but it means that's not the lesson you're here to learn. Like, yes, career comes naturally to you. It's this home stuff. And so the key that I think is super important for you is a couple things. One is recognizing that from my perspective as an astrologer, I wouldn't have predicted that it would come to you before the age of 38 or 40 anyways. This is like a spiritual evolution thing. You also have a Mars-Saturn conjunction, which is like a bit of a late bloomer scenario, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this way that on a spiritual level, you're here to figure out what is right for you and to give yourself permission to actually choose it. And when it comes to your career, that's actually not that confusing for you. You just like figure it out. You do it. You say no to what you want to say no to. You say yes to the things you like. Right. When it comes to dating, when it comes to like, creating family with someone, you're less decisive. Like it's it's more confusing for you. And you are currently going through a Pluto square to Pluto, which is the first transit out of three that are associated with the midlife crisis. Oh, wow. I know. People sometimes panic when I use that term. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, but you know, it's the time. It's the time. And the Pluto square to Pluto, we're going to talk about it a lot in a minute, but I want to say this is the time when you are meant to be asking the exact questions that you're asking, right? Like, what am I actually doing with my life? What do do I actually want in terms of a family and in love? I think a little deeper than that is like, what do I actually need to let go of? Yeah. And what do I need to fight harder for? It's an issue of priority that can only be managed by going deep into your early developmental stuff. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to say your full name out loud for me. Tori Joelle DeVito. Thank you. What's your mom's last name? Her maiden? Tori. Oh, her maiden last name is Tori? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Um, And your parents are separated now? Yes. Yeah. It feels like that to me. Okay. We're going to start with the love life, if that's okay. Yes. Sure. There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. So I'm seeing a three-year-long relationship. Is that, am I seeing something correct here? I just got out of a two-year relationship in October. Yeah. Recent, very recently. Okay. And is your longest relationship three years? No, my longest relationship was six years. We got married when I was 26. We married for two years, but we were together for a total of six. We had like a little breakup in there. Okay. Six month breakup. You've heard of the seven year itch, obviously, right? You seem to have a three year itch. Like I, I, there's something that I'm seeing about threes for you. I'm not sure what it is. So you said you want family, but do you want to be married? I do. I feel like I do. I feel like I know I want like the idea of having history with someone and having a best friend and being in love and having a family just sounds so lovely. I just feel like I date the wrong people. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't actually really care about legal marriage. I would love a symbol, whether it's rings or whatever, and like doing a little party with family, like legal marriage. I don't care about. I've always loved the idea of like hyphening my name with someone else's if we had a kid so that we all had the same. I like having the same, but but that could change for me too. I'm not really sure. But as far as like legal marriage, I've never, that doesn't, I don't need that. Okay. That makes a little more sense to me. Again, that Uranus Venus opposition is really weird about commitment. Like not always, doesn't always like commitment is what I want to say. You say you've chosen the wrong guys. Do you kind of know at the beginning that you're choosing the wrong guy and you keep on going with it? Or does it kind of turn out at a certain point that something's wrong? I think I know it. 
and I'm more referring to dating older, like in my thirties and stuff, mm -hmm. not so yes. much in my twenties. Yeah. My twenties right. is about that, like love that's so blind. You you know what I mean? Totally. Um, but in my thirties, yeah, I think there was always signs in the beginning where I'd even date people that would tell me where they're at and where their headspace is at. And I think it's that whole thing of feeling like if the love is strong enough, you'll both find yourselves in sync and in line or thinking you would change someone or mm -hmm. having the red flags, like in my last relationship, red flags pop up that I definitely chose to ignore because they yeah. were telling me they weren't there, but I knew in my gut. So yeah. Yeah. That, okay. This is checking out. Thank you for sharing this because you've got this immaculate gut. Like you, you know, from the get what's wrong. My guess is that the things that you know in the first few months end up being the thing that's a problem at the end. Yeah, but your true. brain is so compelling. You're just like, but it could mean this and it could mean that. And you kind of talk yourself out of things. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is right. What you're doing right now, from what I'm seeing energetically, is you're like doing the things that a person does to date. Right. But it doesn't look like you're really like doing the right things for you. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. I feel myself trying to put myself out the way, there the way I feel I should be putting myself out there, but I know that's not how I want to meet somebody and yeah. how I want somebody to come in. And then I feel myself dating people thinking, well, this checks all the boxes, so maybe this could work, knowing in my gut that kind of need like a weirdo to match me. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, you need a weirdo. I'm so glad you know. Okay, good. Because that Mars-Saturn conjunction, there's a part of you that says, I should find like a man's man. I should find a guy who's kind of a traditional guy who can show up and be this like masculine protector vibe. And yeah. I would say that's good for you in bed, but I don't know if it works for you outside of the bedroom. That makes total sense because I feel like I get very attracted to somebody who, and this is not to take away my power as the female in the dynamic, but like I, I'm attracted to somebody who I feel like I can rely on and feel safe around. But when we're out in the world, like having the same sense of humor and yeah, them understanding my quirkiness and going with it is so important to me. And yes. I feel like I just was saying this the other day, I feel like finding that dynamic of that guy that shows up a lot in his masculine, but also can play with me in his feminine and be quirky and like yes. weird with me is really challenging. <laughs> I mean, men are hard. I mean, people are hard, but men are especially hard. You need a guy who can turn it on to like on a scale from one to 10, 10 on the masculine scale in bed and in around like around flirting. But you don't mm. necessarily need like a specifically like super butch guy or if you end up with oh, a girl, yeah. it doesn't have to be like a super masculine person because what you actually value more than anything is curiosity. Like you want to be curious about their lives, about their thoughts. You yeah. want to have like a lot of back and forth. And if you yeah. don't have that, you're not going to feel like there's an equality there. And if you don't feel like there's equality, you won't want to have sex with them. You yeah. won't want to have family with them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot exactly. of the guys you end up going for aren't actually strong enough for actual equality in a romantic dynamic. Yeah, especially in my last relationship. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's weird because it's like, there's like the trappings of masculinity, which is a certain kind of strength, but mm -hmm. it's not a strength of, character it's more exactly. like a it's, it's a different kind of strength i think you need somebody with great strength of 
character who can also maybe get it right in the bedroom. But like <laughs> the strength of character is actually the most important thing for you. And when I look at the idea of you having kids with someone or more specifically co-parenting with someone, yeah. right? I just don't see you being comfortable or happy being 100% of the time in the traditional mother-wife role. Yeah, no, I see that for sure. I feel like um, my idea of family and motherhood is a little different in a sense where I just kind of want to like put my kid on my back and they're just going to come with me where they come with me. And yeah. I don't want that traditional, everything is so regimented and routine. And, you know, I want them to be free thinkers, but I also want to provide structure. So it's kind of like that dual thing that we were talking about in the beginning, yes. where it's like, I want you to make your decisions. I also want to provide you structure. I want you to see the whole world so you can choose what you believe and what you love. And I also want to share with you my thoughts and sentiments on that so yeah and I want a partner that I can talk conversation is so I think being intellectually stimulated is so important to me and them being curious about me as much as I'm curious about them and that yes. is back and forth is really really important to me and I can say very confidently especially in my older years I have not had that in a relationship yet. And I think that's where I shut down and when things start going awry, really. Yeah. Okay. So I agree a hundred percent. I'm going to give you this advice, which is, and are you dating like on apps or something like that? No, I, you know what? I did that for a little bit and I'm not right now. I am just, I don't know. I also am a big, like sense of smell is really important to me. Yes. And <laughs> pheromones and like the way someone smells is so important that I find that on the app, there's a lot of people I would have met and just that instinctual energetic reaction of meeting someone and like smelling them would have let me know if I wanted to spend time getting to know this person. And yeah. then you're kind of stuck somewhere with someone <laughs> who you want to be very nice to because right. they showed up for you, but it's like, I don't know. And I actually, I met my last boyfriend on an app, so I'm not against them, but. Right. Sun Venus conjunction plus that moon in Libra conjunct Pluto. It is really, it is your senses. If their voice grates, it's never going to happen. If their smell is off, it's never going to happen. Like, it's just how you are. Can the I put a caveat with that yes. for anyone listening? If they think <laughs> I'm like a smell snob, I would much rather smell someone after they've been like sweating and in their natural state than like all the strong deodorants. And st I can't stand that stuff. Yeah. So I'm not like, they need to be wearing Chanel, blah, blah. No, no, no. Right. I want no. somebody in their natural state. Yes. Yes. You're just like, and it's also like you said, it's pheromones. Mm -hmm. I imagine also like in your home, certain smells that linger are a big no-no. Others, you're just like, yes, more of that. Like you're just very yes. smelly. Yes. You're smelly. So, smelly. <laughs> okay. You're smelly. So there's a couple things. The first thing is, I think it's really important that when you're on first few dates with somebody that you ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't always tell on the first date, but by the third date, if they aren't asking just as many questions back, it doesn't matter how hot they are. It doesn't matter how good they seem on paper. It's a no. Like it's yeah. a no. In a way, it's that simple. Like you do not need to waste a lot of time. And if you're like, I don't know about this person, like I'm not that attracted to them or I just can't tell, but they're doing a really good job of like asking a ton of questions back, like interesting yeah. questions, and you're interested in what he has to say, then it's worth giving it an extra chance because you're somebody who gets really strong sense impressions 
and strong attractions, but you can also fall in love with a like a, a grower, not a shower, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm yes. all about growth. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so <laughs> you really want the outcome, like the family, the partner, the bestie that you want to bone. But what you're really struggling with now is boundaries. It's boundaries with yourself. It's boundaries with other people. And we're right back to that thing you named, which is you're like, I don't fucking know what I want exactly. Like, I know I want all the things, but which of all the things do I want next? And I'm going to make a loop-de-loo to the topic of kids. You're in your late 30s, so it feels like TikTok, TikTok. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look like you feel like in your body, like this is the time to do it. Mm. Am I seeing that correctly? Yeah. 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 When in your life you have made choices in your personal life in particular out of scarcity, like if I don't do it now, I'll never get to do it. Like, has that ever actually worked out well for you? No. Never. Right. So that's the answer. And Mm -hmm. the risk with that answer is that you will run out of time and chances. So Mm -hmm. I don't say that to you lightly because, of course, your mind is going to return to that old bastard time. But I look at this energetically and I just, I see there's a door, but it's not unlocked. You know, Mm. it's there, but like, I'm not seeing like, there's not like a a spotlight on this door. This is a moment for you where the question of faith becomes a really big deal because Mm. I look at your chart and on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, you're all about faith. You like take leaps of faith all the time. And on the Mm. other hand, I look at your chart and I'm like, you have faith in your own capacity to make change and to try things. But I don't know that you always have faith that if you sit in a state of receptivity, that it will come. Oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I definitely have faith in that if I want something, I will get it done and do it. Yep. But that's my biggest challenge right now. I think even with dating and everything is sitting and letting it yep. come the way it's going to come. Because this is not going out for an audition. and Yeah choosing a career path or choosing whether I want to travel over the summer or stay home. This is somebody I could potentially be connecting myself to for the rest of my life. This is a bigger deal. And I do feel like what's funny is intellectually, I always say out loud, I trust the path. If I'm meant to have it, it'll happen. Because I feel like in my life, I have been in situations or in relationships where it could have gone that way. And I've chosen not to stay in those relationships. And for somebody who says they want kids so bad, I've never been able to overlook something to make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, when people say, oh, you're going to freeze your eggs, which is so personal and so everybody's choice. And I keep saying, I just want to trust. And if it doesn't happen for me, I'm happy to adopt. So I say it, but I don't know if Mm -hmm. I actually feel it that sitting in receptivity in that way. And I trust that it scares me so badly. It's so human. It's so human. And also, I don't blame you for not wanting to freeze your eggs there's so many reasons why it's complicated and yada yada but also your hormonal stuff around your cycle is intense like intense you you have a period you feel it i mean oh my god yes i i wouldn't wish that kind of experience on you because it wouldn't be chill like i'm not saying oh it would be bad but you already know what your cycle's like this is where we get into a thing when your mom and dad got together were they partnered before she got pregnant with you? Hardly. Yeah. They were like dating. It was, I mean, they fell in love quick and then I came quick. Right, 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 right. And then how, and how long did they stay together? 20 years. 
long time. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. I look at your chart. Were you a wanted child? Fuck yes. Love child? Yeah. Fuck yes. Like yeah. of all the problems that you've had in your life, it's not for a lack of being desired, loved, and chosen by your parents, both of your parents. Yes, I feel that. But it looks like your mom kind of had to repress her intuition a lot in mm -hmm. order to be in the relationship in the way that she felt she needed to be in the relationship with your dad. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I see this through your chart because you have something called Pisces intercepted the first house. What this did for you is it modeled for you from like in utero until you're about seven years old that there's something about trusting your intuition when it comes to intimate relationships, besties, partners, whatever, that is a little dangerous. Because if mm. your mom had really listened to her intuition, she would have put a many of her feet down, like maybe a dozen of her feet down in different mm. ways than she mm. did. But yeah. instead, she was like, I'm going to just let this go. I'm going to just trust this. It ended up being a lack of boundaries that cost her a fair amount, eh? Yeah. Yeah. This is where your fucking Pluto square to Pluto is activated. This is what's happening right now in your life. You're not the same person as your mom. You're not having the same experiences. But there is this theme of your intuition says, this dummy's hot. He's convenient. He seems good to go. But like, this is not it. This is not yeah. it. But you're just like, hush. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. There's something <laughs> wrong about listening to that. And then you, you like redirect your attention, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the period of your life where you're meant to instead listen to your intuition and have boundaries in response to it. Yeah. Do you still talk to your dad? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. great. And you guys are cool and you, you and your mom are cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Close with both of them. Yeah. Congratulations. It's very lucky. Thank and you. do you have siblings? I do. I have three sisters. Oh, oh my God. That's so many sisters. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay, cool. It's interesting because in your early developmental experiences, again, I'm saying like birth till seven years old. Uh -huh. It's not that things were bad. And, you know, I look at so many charts of so many people who had like really bad situations, but it is that your dad's desires, his lifestyle, his opinions, his interests kind of pulled everything. Mm. Even if it pulled it in 50 directions, it kind of pulled everything. And your mom was down for the ride but it looks like she was down for the ride because she made a decision to not listen to herself, mm. not let herself have boundaries. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. And now as an adult, you both do that exact same thing unintentionally. Mm. And also mm. you do the opposite. He'll say a thing, he'll do a thing. And you'll be like, fuck no. <laughs> and you'll just like snap back. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Right. Either or. <laughs> the move now is to really think about your intuition and boundaries. Mm. Again, I'm just going to link the two by saying it's okay to have boundaries in response to your intuitive take on a situation. You don't have to wait until someone breaks your toy to be like, the way you're playing with my toy, I can tell. My gut right. instinct tells me you're about to break my shit. You can say to somebody, hey, I need you to be mindful because that's just how I feel right now. That kind of like in between of like, <laughs> this is the line and you've crossed it and having no boundaries. There's this, a lot of space in between. And the way to hold that space is to give yourself permission to be as intuitive as you are and to listen to your intuition, like to use your intuition as one of your many internal resources for discernment, which mm. I'm guessing as an actor, you do 
really just intuitively. Mm-hmm. Cause in a way you're not being you. So right. give yourself permission cause it's not you. Whereas if it's your like very best friend or somebody you're dating or you want to be serious with, it just like touches in on this part of you that had it modeled in your early development that this is nothing you should trust. This is an issue through your matrilineage. It's not just with your mom. It's your mom, your grandma, probably your great grandma. In order to have the only marriage that you will accept, we're talking about like a legal document or not, the only marriage you will actually realistically accept is one in which you are an equal. Yeah. But there's this way that I would say kind of subconsciously, you pull yourself down, especially at the beginning of relationships and pull yourself. And by, do you know what I mean by pulling yourself down? Yeah. Yeah. Uh So the guy you end up building a relationship with knows this version of you that is not Mm -hmm. the version of you that's going to marry anyone. (laughs) Like it is is like, it's it's not a version of you that you can sustain. It's the version of you that you're really habituated around being with people. And it works really well. Who doesn't like a girl who's like, chill. What do you want? It's fine. Like you're fiery. You have huge preferences and all that kind of stuff. But you're at the end of the day, really kind of adaptable, aren't you? Yes, very. And I'm telling you to be less adaptable. Especially yeah, I always think I'm like, I'm down. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want. I don't care. Like, right. if you want me to make a decision, I'll make a decision. If not, great. Let's go. I do a lot of that to make, especially in the beginning of a relationship, to make someone comfortable. Yeah. And it works really well. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> but now they're comfortable. And, and then I'm not. You're not. And they don't yeah. really know you. And you yeah. don't really know them. Because my theory is that you don't know a bitch until you've said no to them about something they wanted you to say yes. You know, you don't know a person until you have a fight and it's your fault or it's their fault. Like, and I think that so many of the things we do in order to have love actually stop us from really knowing people and letting them know us because we're scared of what the fuck will happen. Right. But here's the thing. This beautiful sun Venus conjunction in your birth chart, it's such a gift because it's a placement that indicates you love love, love loves you. You can be partnered if you want to be partnered and have a family. So because it's in the fourth house. So that's why you don't have a life partner is not because you can't have a life partner like at all. That's not at all it. And I honestly don't think everyone gets a life partner or health or wealth. You know, life is a bitch and that's real. But I do really believe that you can have what you want. It will take more of you. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get into the part of you that's your eighth house stellium, your moon Pluto conjunction, your Mars Saturn conjunction in Scorpio. You are really serious. All that Gemini is like, yeah, the world's ending, but we'll have fun. Well, it does. But all that eighth house stuff, you are deeply affected by things. And you have at times a depressive streak. So I'm not saying that you have clinical depression, but you can kind of get heavy with things. And you need time alone. You love being social, but you really need time alone. And you need a man who you can be real with, who -hmm. you can be like, everything's a fucking no. Why is the world tragic? Like, and have an actual conversation about it where he's not like trying to placate you, make you feel better. Right. Because if your relationships are a performance, then you're fucking working. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely something I've not had in my adult years of a relationship being able to say this is stressing me out about the world this topic really stressing me out with someone like 
everything will be fine or like don't th- and don't think about it or I'm like, how can you not think about it mm-hmm. that drives me insane yeah I've never had a partner on that equal playing field of really kind of just giving a shit about the world yes. yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean yes I and do so it makes me feel when I talk about these things because I do think that I'm naturally a very fun loving person but these things do get me down I do get very serious about them and then it makes me feel like the wet rag in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I just drop it and talk to somebody else about it. For this reason, it's important in the first, I would say, three dates to talk about some world issue that you think is yeah. a real heartbreak and that you have real feelings about and ask him what he thinks. Because if he doesn't have deep thoughts about it or feelings about it, and some topics, you know, you'll have more thoughts or rather than feelings or whatever, yeah. then he's not going to be your man and you don't need to waste your time because yeah. this part of you that that is like, this is an inherited issue through your matrilineage. That's like, okay, the ways in which I'm deep feeling, the ways in which I'm intuitive, the ways in which I'm connected to the world and others, I have to hide that from men right. or from partners. Yeah. And yeah. that just is never going to actually work. And because of how independent and precocious you are, two very strong compliments from me, you're not going to actually stay with a guy if he can't both run around and take a spontaneous trip and do weird shit together and have random conversations and sit on the couch and actually like be real about what's happening in this world and how you feel about it. Any guy who's like, you're being a wet blanket because of that is not your guy. It wouldn't be your bestie and it, 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 it wouldn't be your guy. And there's a part of you that is like, well, Okay, now we're looking for like a much thinner needle in a haystack. You only need the one is what I want to say. And I think part of what you've been looking for is not what you need. Right. You may have heard of VPNs. They're super important. A VPN or virtual private network is something that you can use to make your online activity safer, which is especially important for people of color people who can get pregnant, especially if you're in a red state, queers, journalists, and activists. VPNs protect your information by masking your device's IP address. It encrypts your data and routes it through secure networks to servers in faraway states or countries. This hides your online identity, allowing you to browse the internet anonymously. It's 2023. Protect your online activity on all of your devices by getting a VPN toot sweet. Do you date extroverts? I don't really know how to answer that because I definitely date the charismatic, the ones that come off very charismatic and everybody likes to be around them, but they definitely have a different side. And I think that's what kind of draws me to is I feel like I'm the one that gets that side. And so that kind of pulls me into it. And then if that side has any type of sadness or depression or anxiety, I feel like I can help. Do you know what Uh, I mean? Yes, of course. Of course. Saturn Mars conjunction. You love to help. Like you've got an inner daddy and he loves to take care of everybody. I'm glad um, you said that because I was thinking in my head, I was like, it's not a maternal thing. I've never not. been maternal with my boyfriends at uh-uh. all. No. It's no. more like I just yeah, that helps. Like, yeah. You're like, let me provide for you. Like yes. I can make a connection. Yes. I can find you the best doctor, yes. best therapist. Like, let me tell you how to live your life. You're very <laughs> you've got a good inner daddy. And it's not about gender. That. It's like what a daddy yeah. does, right? I think you need a guy who is more of what you need when you're in those heavy moods, because there's no way you would choose a guy who can't keep up with you, at least socially. Right. 
but it's easy for you to pick a guy who can't keep up with you in terms of your capacity for empathy and emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, yeah. you deserve the, the latter. And in fact, I would say for you to co-parent with somebody, you need the latter because co-parenting is a very emotional job. And yeah. you want to make sure that you're more than activity partners. Like right. he can mourn the world with you when the world requires mourning, which it does every day. So Absolutely. I don't know that you're completely over and you're completely over your ex, but I don't know that you're completely over the relationship, like who you were in the relationship. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. The, my most current ex? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, it's funny you say that. I do, I do have a lot of anger still <laughs> surrounding that, I think, of things that I let go, things that, you know what I mean, that I didn't yeah. get a straight admission or apology for, mm -hmm. things that I feel like I need to work through on my own. I don't really need him as part of the process. I know Agreed. that. Yeah. But yeah. It just means you're not likely to, like, meet the perfect next guy because you're still sorting through who you were in that relationship and what you kind of consented to dealing with. Yeah. I think that's a lot of what your anger is. It's like he was who he was pretty much from day one. Yeah. And I think you have not fully let yourself feel what you're feeling. So it's, it's still, it's still there for you. Now that said summertime, I don't know why I'm being like a kitten running around. But like, <laughs> I like that though. <laughs> I was like, summertime will be your time. So I think you just need a couple more months of sorting yeah. through the shit. I'm not saying don't date. If you meet someone date worthy, you know, do your, yeah. do your worst. But I would say that this summer will be a great time for you to date. And my best advice is to really think about these things we've been talking about around your intuition. I really think for you having quote unquote controversial conversations in the first three yeah. dates is going to save you a lot of fucking heartache because if he makes you feel like you're being too much, he's doesn't matter how perfect he is across the board. He's yeah. not going to work. Like that's to me just a boundary. And we can look back at your mother and father and see this theme, eh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. wow. This is one of the things that I think is like, so complex about astrology is that it like it really does show us our interconnection with our family lines yeah but in particular the pluto square that you're going through now what it does is it dredges up all the shit from your childhood that you feel like you've already dealt with like every single person who's ever gone through this transit is like i dealt with this already why is it coming back right. up that's and how I feel. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. That's what it is. And the reason why it's coming back up is because it's like whatever tendrils are left, whatever like pieces of it you weren't able to really cope with then, but you are now, they just have to be dealt with. And so it's generally a really tumultuous time where you make changes to yourself that are really core. I think for you, giving yourself space to have anger, to be down is actually a big part of it. Because while you know how to give yourself space to feel those feelings alone, like the doors are locked, no one else yeah. is in the house, I think you've hidden it. Like, I don't even know if you've like had therapists, like, I wonder if you've even kind of hidden it from therapists. It looks yeah. like you, you get real intense, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to say that's healthy for you. Your capacity for love, it's like fireworks. And yeah. your capacity for grief is like core of the earth. and. Yeah. I just feel like, what's that expression? Like the brighter the light, the deeper the shadow. Instead of judging your difficult emotions, understand that it's part of an organic spectrum that is within you. You don't need to hide it from people. You do need to be able to take care of yourself. But part of taking care of yourself is having relationships where 
you can bring your real shit. And you have some of those with friends, eh? Yeah, yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. But are those friends not people that you talk to every day? I don't really talk. I mean, I, I think I talk to my little sister or probably my mom every day, but more my little sister. But no, I don't really talk to anybody every day. I close off, not close off at all. I'm very receptive and like if anybody needs me, but I hate talking on the phone. Even if my friends come to visit me, like a weekend is a perfect time. Otherwise I start getting anxious because I need my space back and it has nothing to do with them. It's just strictly, I need to just sit with myself and be alone. So there, yeah, a lot of my friends, I've always said to be in like a really deep friendship with me is like knowing that sometimes, unless it's like, you really need me, you kind of don't, I don't really talk to anybody. Okay. <laughs> this is so important for you to say, because why then would you want to be around a guy all the time? Well, I, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not. So, so I mean, this doesn't mean you can't be partnered. It just yeah. means you need a house that's big enough right? where you don't have to interact with him. Again, we're back to separate bathrooms, separate kitchens. Did I say separate kitchens? I did. Um, <laughs> I know it's very expensive, this life I'm creating for you, but like, I, I feel like with a chart like yours, having essentially like a duplex with like his and hers apartments mm -hmm. is way better yeah. than a perfectly designed open concept house right. doors doors locks and i don't think that there's like some romantic situation that's going to change that part of you because there's nothing wrong with that part of you right it's just a part of you right and your job is to like give yourself permission to embrace it and bring it in like to yeah. allow yourself to have it right because you're so close with your mom, I would encourage you to have conversations with her if she's open to it about this stuff, about what was going on at the beginning of her marriage. Yeah. Would she talk to you about it? Yeah, definitely. It might jog some things because that's your early developmental experiences. And that's the adults around us are always modeling for us what's possible, what's safe, what's unsafe. And your mom modeled for you that it wasn't safe to put her preferences first on a deep emotional level right and your dad modeled for you be fun keep going yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and so in a way you, you you really embody those models and i think each child's job is to kind of like break some of the generational curses or sure. issues yeah. of the one before so this is what's up for you from my perspective we've kind of like hit the points that have been blocking you from getting the partnership that you want, that you I think mean, you want. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It yeah. all feels that way. So my question then is, do you have any other questions for me? Like, is there anything else around this or on another topic that you wanna make sure we look at? Because we talked about home, I'm living out of my farm right now, but it is oh. very isolated, which is great. But also where I'm at in my life too, I'm like, I don't meet anybody and I don't wanna be on apps. I don't really know what I should do. I get a little apartment somewhere in the yeah. city, but then I don't really want to be going to two different places. That's like a lot. It's the farm. Right now it's the farm. I don't think it's going to be the farm by the summer. I think if you yeah. actually give yourself the gift of silence and recovery and sadness and sitting in your big, I don't knows. Yeah. Honestly, it's going to organically shift. This yeah. is such a challenging thing for you because you're like, I make shit happen. And it is so hard to be like, I'm just going to 
trust that it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Now, do you have a project that you're working on coming up? I do. I'm actually doing a TV movie in Greece, April 10th, I start. Okay, great. And you start working on it in March? Like, do you start like... No, so March has been confusing for me. There's a part of me that's like, should I just stay at the farm? Should I rent an Airbnb in LA and be in LA for a month? And I'm like, why? I don't know. Maybe I'll be around more people. I'm so... I'm normally very decisive and I'm very yes. indecisive right now yeah. about this. Yeah. Say your full name out loud again. Tori Joelle DeVito. You're genuinely happy where you are. Yeah, I am. You do not need to go anywhere. Okay. Unless an opportunity pulls you. Okay. I think it's I think it's time for you to say, to get a little woo, or a little more woo, rather, yeah. and say to the universe, lady, if you want me to go somewhere, tell me where to go clearly. Otherwise, I'm going to trust that I feel nourished here. Because what I'm seeing is you feel nourished, but restless. So you're like... Yeah is this nourishment going to make me stronger or am I like losing my edge? Am I like not doing what right. I'm supposed to be doing? Right. right? Mm -hmm. So this April thing is going to just be exciting and fun and a lot, right? It's everything yeah. you want it to be. It's interesting. Your yeah. life is giving you the exact spaciousness you need. Yeah. And instead of tapping in and being like, oh, I need spaciousness. I also need to know that I'm not going to be stuck here. So you have that exactly that. You have yeah. a couple months to just be in comfort and safety. Yeah. And then you know you're traveling and you know you're working and you know you're meeting more people. Yeah. And what you're not doing is trusting it because what I'm actually seeing move through the Gemini energy, it's not indecision. It's restlessness mm. and you're interpreting your restlessness as indecision but what your restlessness is is this when you sit alone on the far in the farmhouse you're not technically consistently happy happy you're happy like mm -hmm. overall but you're mm -hmm. feeling sad feelings you're mm -hmm. like having not a mental health crisis but like a crisis of consciousness yeah and it's scary and it's hard to choose it when you know you could just fly to L.A. and have a million distractions. Right. That the world would tell you are really great things for you to have. Yeah. But you don't need it. What you actually need is to figure out how to stay in these emotions, not all the damn time. But right. we're not talking about all the time. We're talking about like a month. Right. Yeah. And the thing about this is it gives you time to sort through that last relationship. So the next time you're in L.A. or in town where there's more likely to be people, not goats, then you can. I'm assuming there's goats on your farm. I don't know why. I just I'm, maybe it's a fantasy. But I, I think you'll be ready. And I do see you getting ready. Like I, I do see you doing the work. It's just this restlessness that you have has led you to so many gorgeous things in your life. And so it's tempting to trust it all the time. But it's not always reliable. Yeah. And this is, I could be talking to your dad right now, right? Like, I think right. the same thing is true for both of you. But when I look at this for you, it's like, it is, your restlessness has brought you to some of your most dynamic, exciting experiences. It's opened the world up for you in a million ways. But it's also kept you from this, like, heavier eighth house part of you. You yeah. know, it's kept you from the part of you that feels really deeply about a million things. Because it's like and, I'm pulling through those things. Yes. Rather yes. than sitting in them and yep. then moving. Yeah. And we can look at your dad to see how that has not worked for him as he's aged. Mm. The beautiful part about that is he's proof that doesn't yeah. age well. It gives you a great youth, but it doesn't age well. 
then the question becomes, can you give yourself permission to be at the right age to be tapping in and accepting these parts of yourself? And this is where, like, as soon as I said that, energetically, I saw the, the little, like, whack-a-mole jump up of, like, but what about kids? So, like, <laughs> you go straight to, like, that is what it looks like. And the, the whack-a-mole of having kids is true. Like, the concern that you have around, like, I want to have kids, like, I don't want to miss the time is real. But it's also more of a thought than a feeling. Like, it's a panic feeling. But when you really tap in, you're just not ready in this moment. Yeah. And that is what you need to trust. And that at the end of the day is what you tend to trust. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I felt that. But I think the age has always been like, well, yeah. that can't be the truth because you know how badly you want kids and you're getting older. So you can't have that. It's not the time right now. Be the mm. truth. So, yeah, I hear you. And also, eh, I don't yeah. know. Most of my friends who've had kids had them in their 40s. Pros right. and cons. I mean, kids is a 20 year old's game because, you know, it's right, right. on the body. And also your path is your path. Yeah. And there can be a, no other way. You know, you've got a Mars Saturn conjunction in the eighth house will often give us the acceptance of self a little later in life. Yeah. And that North node conjuncture I see, we tend to come into embodiment of our North node at around 40 years old. What this all adds up to mean in more plain English is if you'd come in at the age of 28 and done what you would have done to any astrologer at 28, which is, I know I want kids. When am I having kids? Don't tell me it's 32. You would have been like, it can't be that late. I have to do it. I know I'm doing it. I would have had a hard time because it looks like 38 and older Yeah. in your chart for whatever fucking reason you yeah. are in your late thirties in 2023 where yeah. there are a lot of options. Yes. There are. You're, this isn't the 70s. This isn't even the 90s. It's fucking 2023. So and you true. do have a lot of options. You don't need to do this before you're ready just because you may not have options later. Right. If for some reason you don't have options later, it will probably be for the best that you also don't have a child yet. Because mm. yeah. those options would be what, like, it's not possible in the U.S. anymore. Scary. Right. Like, what, are, what could right. the options yeah. possibly be? And at the end of the day, I want to just remind you who you are. You are somebody who, if you wake up and you're 52 years old and you're like, wait a minute, this is the fucking moment, you will foster, you will adopt, you will do whatever you need to do. You'll get a surrogate. You will do what you need to do because that's the person you are. When you know it's a yes, you make it happen. Yeah. And you haven't known it was a yes, which is why you haven't made it happen. Yeah. And as much as you really deeply crave partnership and home with someone, you also don't crave those things at all. You crave solitude and independence, which is why you've had it and not had it, which doesn't mean hurry up and change what you want. It means, look, you're somebody who knows how to manifest what you want. If you take better care of yourself so that you can want a relationship that will actually work for you, yeah, then you'll manifest it. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. And it, it, feels, it feels good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It yeah, feels, I do. It really resonates like a lot. You don't know this about me, but I'm like constantly checking my tarot cards <laughs> being like, will she get into a relationship? Will it happen? And at first the cards were like, ah, it's, you know, we'll see boundaries. And we had a big yeah. conversation about boundaries and the cards are like, fuck yeah. Like, yes. I appreciate this so much. Honestly, it was really beautiful. It was like, it just felt, everything felt really right. And Thank it really you. like it hit. Thank you so much. That's my so nice pleasure. With you. Every year they 